0: Okay, let's dive into it, man. Uh, we got a lot to get to because we're doing a super show today. Uh, let's go into the 4A and 4B. A lot going on in that division. Um, something that I've been watching closely, and, and one of the teams that you know fairly well and I know fairly well from years past is the Montagnard. And this is a team that is entering now, not their bye week, but the bye window of, of almost three if not four weeks off for the next month of, of end of Jan to February here. They're on four right now, um, Iggy. Uh, by the time they get back to playing in mid-February, I think February 18th. 19th could they, here, I see. 19th, yeah. Could, could yeah. they be in trouble, given that they're 0-4, and, and teams will, be, will would have played a bullet of the games by the time they hit back to field on the 19th? I mean, yes. <laughs> they're already in trouble at 0-4. And,
1: and then if we quickly look at their schedule, you have them facing Step Brothers, Not Winnable, easy. but... Mm, I don't know the way their season has been going so far. It's you know a, a toss-up. Uh, you have un, uh, undisciplined flaggers, winnable. Uh, they play born in the '80s, who have been, I believe, are two and two right now. Yeah, two and zero, um,
0: oh, two and zero oh right now. Oh,
1: two and zero. Oh. So David De Andrade been you know getting more comfortable in the quarterback position, adding Sanders Ma. It's a nice squad they have. Trap stars, you know, leading. One of one of the four A contenders potentially, yeah, right. West Island Boys. They won Tier Three in the Fall Cup. Not a not an easy out. And then LBB, who's been, you know, they're up and down in. We got cracks this week though. Maybe, <laughs> but they've been out to a good start. So you know, maybe if that would be a week fifteen, that's. In a TBA date. Uh at that, 6 that's a nice football flex for us now at FBF. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh you got your flex schedule. Uh I think they have two, maybe three wins. So you're looking at a two and eight, three and seven season that might not be good enough to make playoffs.
0: Now they're in trouble. They are yeah. in trouble. Own four, you're forty percent through the schedule. Uh you don't control your fate now, uh, Iggy. Uh, and you get back on Feb 19th and you might be in, not a hill, but a mountain to the climb now and try and catch up to that last playoff spot or spots to be had. And you just listen to the schedule, right? Look at the end. You got death row games born in the 80s, 2-0 right now. They could be a top six, top seven 17. Uh, Trap stars, which we'll talk about next year, they're starting to get back in rhythm. Uh, West Allentown boys now they're starting to get into their thick of the schedule and they're they're going to be a, a tough team to beat. LBB we don't know what to expect. So yeah, you, you might see three more losses and that might be the death knell to to their team's hopes. That if they're if they have seven losses from those next three games, there's no way they can make it. it would yeah. be very hard. Three Three threes base, but if they lose eight, they're done. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Trap Stars, uh, this is a team that's starting to. Figure itself out now. Like I, I saw their comeback when that they had uh, earlier this season at Heber. Um, Ryan Garber is looking like how he was prior to the funk that he went through the last year or so of uh, not much on field success with the stat numbers. But you know, th- you think about this situation, right? They beat backfield penetration to penetration come from behind victory. They beat LBB rather easily. They're now two and one with a, a quality loss to Born in the eighties. here. are they now in that? Are they in that holding pattern or on that tarmac that can they can take off and perhaps become a top four team in this division?
1: I mean, definitely better than their past few seasons. The schedule is tough. Half Senders FC, still CRA, undisciplined flaggers. You know, maybe not a division four team. Le Montagnan, that's going to yeah. be a big one. The Trap Stars, Montagnan for both teams at that, you know, in, at that point in the schedule, March 11th, week 10. Trap Stars then face bra- uh, uh, Step Brothers, Mofos, and Les Otards uh, Extreme. So that's tough. I can see them going, it's a good start to the season. I can see them going six and four, seven and three. Yeah, I think seven and three is realistic, which is nice.
0: Yeah, I think seventy is realistic. My only, concern, my only concern is their their lack of depth that can hurt them, because uh, these guys have had a history of injuries. Now Cooper uh, Co- um, uh, Cooper, Young, Cooper is, Young is out for the season, but he's still there yeah. in support of the team, uh, watching from the sidelines. Um, then again, then you have guys like they they have a good core to work with, but it's just the mm-hmm. chemistry. Um, can they get that consistent body number of bodies out there where Ryan can develop that as a quarterback with his with his receiving core? And furthermore, that defense, it may not be sexy in terms of the uh, flash and dash, but they play so well in their concepts that they come up with a big play, whether it's a sack or stop and forth down or big I and T. So I think they can win seven. And if it really goes their way, they can maybe go eight and two, if it really goes their way.
1: Yeah, I mean, adding William uh, Sabag from Windiesel, Diesel, uh, he has four sacks on the season. The defense led by Dylan Garber, uh, you know, higher division guy, you know, teaching more shooting concepts and in, in Division Four, you'll 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 create some turnovers off that some some of the rather inexperienced quarterbacks, right, right. And like you're saying, offensively, I I like the ball distribution there. He's getting everyone involved, and that's really tough to do as a to to defend as a de- defense. I I like what they have so far. Uh,
0: I I do too. I I do too. I think they have a chance to make some noise here. And again, it's early, it's early days, still early days for some teams, but, but they're showing elements. They're showing uh, signs uh, in their radar that they're going to be able to uh, uh, track themselves properly on, on that FPF uh, waters and really get themselves going in the right direction. Um, SBG. Uh, This is a team that is uh, familiar. It's the old Obamacare boys. Uh, Jordan McKennis and those guys. I think you might have been entering the same time as these guys. I might be right, might be wrong.
1: Uh, but... A season or two before.
0: Right. So they're they're back one and two. Uh, McKennis is there. Jack Zergiotis is there as well. Um, they got some familiar faces at the receiving core. They are a team that I think if they can get it all back on the same thing, Justin Frank Heels on this roster as well. Uh Shamar Joseph is a good player as well on this team. Uh Corbin McGee, they got some guys. Uh Kyle McGugan as well. They can they can definitely make noise. I, I think they can be a five win team and be in that conversation, maybe they're not in the lower third of the playoff run, but maybe in the middle pack and be a tough out for those teams that will face them at some point and if they go to that April playoff window.
1: Yeah. Now you're saying all that based on who being the quarterback?
0: Well, that's the question. I think it's Georgiotis if he sticks. Well, he can't. McInnes, the,
1: well, the, the, this was an administrative thing with this team. Is He busts the cap. Oh, boy. So he can't throw.
0: Okay, so, so Jordan McInnes, perhaps.
1: Well, Jordan McInnes threw the first game, maybe the second game as well. But then Matthew Campbell threw last night or Monday night in uh, Stade de Morel, yeah. losing by one to still C.R.A. So there's a quarterback question mark there. And because this team has the size, the speed, the hands, the football uh, acumen. Yeah. But the quarterback position, it's a question mark. And if that's your question mark, your whole offense is, is a question mark. So they're an interesting team with a big question mark on their team picture.
0: Well, not only that though, the next three games are gonna to be tough West Island Boys, Idaho to Pimps and balls deep. Um, you know and, and that's not gonna be easy because though they'll, they'll play three in the next month, they'll have a bye week on on this weekend of the seventeenth. Uh, but if they can get if they get two out of three, I think it's massive they need, they need to get at least one out of three and it might be yeah. balls deep as a target because West Island Boys and Idaho to Pimps as you know very well. Um, those are not going to be easy outs for them if if they're able to win the one of those games coming up.
1: even their fourth game after that best bed bet boost ballers, another BBB team. yeah, uh, that's that's a tough schedule coming up.
0: Not easy, not easy, but you know if they can get it together, they could be a team to watch out for moving forward here. four um, b uh, penetrators, renard vif. these are the top two teams right now, Iggs in their division. Uh, when they have their clash, I believe, mid March, do you think they'll still be the top two teams when they have that, that tete-a-tete?
1: I think so. That's uh, two very good teams, teams that have made the finals often, uh, in their I'll say limited number of uh seasons for Le Not Vif, um, five or six seasons now for the Penetrators. Right. Um, yeah, I like the way both offenses roll. Uh, I like the intensity Viv play with, but it can it can shoot them in the butt. I, I can see it mm-hmm. where, you know, if the intensity's gone off the rails, it can lead to OCs, can lead to, you know, important players being on the sidelines for 10 plays. Yeah. Uh, when so when it rolls the wrong way, it's not good. But usually, it, it that intensity helps everyone, you know, kick it up one one level more, one notch more, and gives everyone the 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 hype uh, yeah. to make plays out there.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know when you look at Genève, they they have grown immensely since spring season when they won uh back in August of twenty twenty three, and. They, they, it's it's such a different style of offense. You got Justin Goodman on one on one side of the ring, and he got uh, Jacob Saadve, who is a tackle football player who may not be big in size, but is in, is a football player. He can he wins at all costs here, and he's had a wonderful season: twenty one touchdowns, two INT so far. And again, it, it's so far away, but because of the top two teams, they're gonna have that clash, and that could very well be massive in the overall landscape of 4 B, because whoever wins that game. Is probably your number one seed going towards uh, April playoffs?
1: If if Lernerov lose, they're definitely not like a even top three scene because now Back to the Future at two and zero, that's a team that you know could contend for the number one spot. Ball don't lie, I can see them going seven and three. So with, I'll uh, ask that uh, question right now. Ball, yeah. ball
0: don't lie. What do you think about them? Are they on your radar
1: now? They're on the radar, but. I'd have to see the the two wins. You know, 50 points in two games, not great. Um, a, a, you know, a chippy win over the Wolfpack just by one. Yeah. And then barely, you know, both their wins are by one point, actually. I'm taking a look here. And the first one against Scrum new team to FPF, in, in probably signing up in the wrong division, win by one. Wolfpack didn't look great, win by one. Voodoo, it, uh, look. If, if you look at their next few games, Voodoo Monkeys team sexy. I think you have two good teams there, mm-hmm. but again, they they the schedule's not gonna be telling how good Ball Don't Lie is. Because so of monkeys, I saw the play because of Scrum Diddly. I'm just sorry, Mo. Yeah, because of monkeys because of Scrum Diddly. I'm just two brand new teams to FBF, and they're starting in Division Four. That's that's. They're two wins, the, so it's hard to really gauge them.
0: Yeah, I saw them play uh week one when they beat Scrum Diliumptious, and um, and that's they had Raphael Dagenet play for them. I mean,
1: right, yeah, he's on the roster,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, it's a big difference, you know, yeah. and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Kyle, Kyle Greenbaum, who's played FPF before and now a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, had a good game. Like this, a team still trying to figure itself out. You know, they're they're mostly pri- primarily tackle guys who played stage yeah. up or or had a cup of coffee in university. Kadim Pierre's a guy who who is awesome for them. In fact, he hurt his finger playing week one. Had to go to a hospital in, in Ontario because he's, he's an Ontario citizen, not a Quebec oh, okay. resident, <laughs> to, to go get himself oh, fixed okay. up there. And yeah, I mean they're they're on the radar, but again, you're right. Like they've only played two games, but those two games have not been against quality opponents. Right. And now we'll see, right? They're gonna play Voodoo, who you don't know. Voodoo can be up and down. They can be up that game and really blow them out. Who knows? Uh, and the monkeys. But then you got Team Sexy. and you got the Penetrators and Killer Rates. You know, yeah. the, the, That's a that's a tri- that's a tripod of games that's not going to be easy to win. Yeah. So I just think that you know we we have to hold off probably until mid March to give a real like yes. satisfactory non satisfactory report card.
1: Yeah, their back half of their schedule is a lot more difficult than their front half. Right. I can see actually a 4 and 6 5 and 5 record for this team.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um and, and that's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out but on the flip side, right, you, we mentioned team sexy. The, the big game this week in this division is team Sexy X-Men. Um if you look at it they're almost identical win loss record points four points against tail of tapes tail of the tape says what to you in this match between these two teams
1: uh it's going to be a competitive fun game x men just have a, so much more experience team sexy though i like how they've progressed you know we we talk about west island boys penetrators moving their way up from division 6 yeah i think team sexy started their journey in 5b Right, and it was a tougher start, obviously. You know, starting against experienced teams, but they're now you know three, four seasons into their FPF franchise, and they've developed nicely. But X Men going through the junior program and just having, you know, if you look tape to tape, Emerson Peterkin or Sam Anastopoulos, both great athletes, but I'm I'm taking Emerson there, right? and then you just go down the list and X men are and, and, and you know just think i'm thinking of their game this past week against le Renaud vif thought again it was going to be such a great game a a um, a, re- a rematch of the finals uh, from the spring like you mentioned mm-hmm. and ranovif you know bullied them kind of again uh, right again exactly so x men are going to be hungry uh, this, this coming week against Team Sexy. And it's a team that can put up 50 points, X-Men can.
0: Yeah, they, they definitely can. And I think Anastopoulos is is going to be key. Quarterback play for Team Sexy will be key. But I don't think we've given them their full due for how their defense has been Team Sexy. I mean, I saw them play in the Fall Cup, and they, they've not mastered it, but they're starting to figure out how to play really good defense. Yes, and I, I, I know the, the INT numbers aren't as high, but they got some high PDs, right? Yeah, uh, Jeremy Steinberg is rushing the quarterback fairly well, four sacks through three games. I think those are all key numbers here, and I think if I'm not not to, not to I hate to use this example here, but you look at the Lions, uh, Niners, no, sorry, I'm to say uh, Ravens, Ravens and Chiefs, right? If they can somehow produce not a carbon copy of the Kansas City Chiefs defense against the Ravens, but something along those lines that you frustrate X Men and you force them to be one-dimensional, I think that could be the reason why Team Sexy could come away with a victory. But that's so tough to do because you're right. The X-Men, they are loaded with talent, right? Their their artillery is second to none. And and I think it's going to be massive in how they play um, Team Sexy and how they play their defense. If they can get a good defense going forward and keeping it simple and effective, maybe it comes down to that final possession where they control the five plays in the second half. Yeah, I, I could see it coming down to the last five plays in this game. Uh, last but not least, uh, You Look at their record, eggs. Uh, should it be better than what it has been indicated so far through the first four weeks of the season?
1: One in three, not bad. I, definite improvement, 106 points in four games for a mangoose team that was yeah. putting up 13 max, 18 points now averaging 25 26 points a game you're seeing an improvement there and division 4b is tough so i want to say they could have been two and two yeah uh you know with 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 the guys that they have nick schaefer at receivers surprisingly a good, very good receiver uh obviously C. O. living uh, is is dangerous with a ball in his hand and felix antoine Leving has taken steps Right. At the quarterback position because it is it is hard we've talked about this you know numerous times but playing quarterback is hard and and it everything the entire offense flows through the quarterback and he's one of the type where if you he throws an early game pick it le it spirals down and leads to another a second and a third turnover and then it just the game just crumbles and gets out of out, right. out of control right so to have lost, you know, 27 14 to penetrators. Um, a big win over the Wolfpack 49 13. Kept it close with Dak to the future. And you know, in a f- offensive game against Scrum Diddley, I'm um, just, just came two points short. I like where the team's going, thought they could be two and
0: two. Well that's it we'll have to find out for the Mengoose how this plays out um with their season. They're one and three right now. This still uh, have some racetrack to come back and, and make a run for it, but something Schedule's that caught tough, my though. attention. Yeah, it's it's a it's, a, it's a, not pickle yet, but it could be for them moving forward. Uh let's switch divisions now, Eggs. we got our next guest here. Um Nightingale, are we good to go with our next guest? Okay. Oh. We we were just holding we're just getting our, our next guest, Brent ready as we'll dive into div six. Uh Zachary Albert's Gill will join us um later on. We'll talk uh, some five A and five B with him, and then we'll uh we'll preview all the divisions, right? We got co-ed one, two, and three, div one, two, and whatever else we have left. <laughs> A lot to get to. We don't do these super shows anymore now. We do more half the shows. We we half it here at FPF. No, no longer doing these uh five-hour extravaganzas like we used to do. I remember one time. Um, I was, I was, uh, doing, I was covering the Canadians one night. So Simon was Dagenet and, and, uh, and, um, sorry. And, uh, PZ yeah. and I believe it was around playoff time.
1: Yeah. It was week one, if I recall playoffs.
0: And so I, I just finished, I got home 1130. So I texted him. i go, Um, go, was it? no, we're still, uh, we're still doing divisions. How many <laughs> more do you have left? Two more to go. It's oh 11.45 at night. I know. Pieces is going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> so I was like, oof, that's not what it is. Anyway, uh, the, as we buy time here, and uh, are we ready to go here, Nangle? Are we good to go? Uh, excellent. Let's walk him in. Uh, he's fresh from outside, warming up uh, Iggy's car and my car. Uh, welcome <laughs> the Div 6 rider here, Brent Bock. Wow. Okay. All right. You, you know, Iggy, I,
2: I, I'd warm, I had no problem warming up your car. Mo, never, not in your life. Never. Oh,
0: so you, so you did admit that you warmed up the cards then? Huh? It's okay, don't worry about it.
2: I mean, seeing that your team didn't make the playoffs, Iggy's Eagles fan. They made the playoffs. My Niners are still playing on it on the Raiders. Season I'm end sorry, over we a month, spoke you guys month a month and a half ago season, yeah. in the oh, in the preseason. Well, you know that, that that's fantastic. We had to that's train last
0: get career. <laughs> <in San> <laughs>
2: that's that's just that's a Super Bowl win. They're beating us in the preseason. I remember beating you in the regular season last year, but it's all
0: congratulations, good. congratulations. Sorry, congratulations. He's not not making the playoffs, hilarious. living in the past. You know. Don't worry about that. Let you guys know. can wear your glad garbage bag uniforms uh, on Super Bowl Sunday in February. 11. And you guys
2: can watch us on TV on Super Bowl Sunday in February. Yeah, don't worry 11. about that. It's fine. It's good, it's good times. Good All times. right,
0: let's welcome in Brent here. Uh, of course, just fresh forming up the cars for Iggy and I. Uh, Brent, let's dive into it for Div 6. Um, yes, Meat Fiddlers are 4 0, but are there any of the 3 1 teams in your mind that are better than the Fiddlers at this point in the regular season?
2: all right so you look at it right i mean i, I like salt and a pepper i've had a chance to to see them play even going back to the fall cup um they're a good team obviously they have some firepower uh show me your tds as well so for, for, okay so wyd is that like what are you doing step bros or what does that stand for
1: yeah i think so what yeah. you're
2: doing so. okay what you're doing step bros. so i had a chance to see them play two wednesdays ago in laval and i was actually really impressed they have a deep roster but they have a lot of speed I know we're going to ask a little later, but one of the receivers, I'll, I'll get to that later, but they have they have a, some playmakers, but a really elite playmaker on their team. So to answer your question, I mean, listen, right now the Meat Fiddlers are a top team, right? I mean, you look at the record. There's a couple other, though, undefeated teams, right? If you go even to the Meat, meat Fiddlers part of me on the division, right? You have the uh, the Super SuperTable Navettes. I mean, 4-0 is impressive, but I mean, there's still a couple of teams who haven't played four games yet, right? So... I guess to answer your question, they're impressive, but there's a couple other teams who I think who are just of, just as part of me and maybe even possibly more impressive, despite some teams having not enough games played or some teams even having one loss.
0: So so right now, would you take meat fiddlers or the field to win? The field, the
2: field 100%. There's just 30 teams, right? So at this point, especially at this part of the season, right, you have to take the field.
1: Yeah, okay. Division Six is always like that, right? Like, you can have how many teams again there's 30 teams 30, in division teams. six so you're playing yeah. a third of the division so come playoff time there's two-thirds of the teams that you haven't played uh and the you know the worst of the worst get eliminated so it's yeah. division six is tough to gauge especially early on congrats you know to meet fiddlers they've been struggling in past seasons but it's a good start but it doesn't mean too too much right now
2: now, now, and, and to be fair to them, right, I mean, listen, they have a talented team, and it, they, they could hypothetically go all the way. I'm just saying at this point of the season, it's a little too early to, to take them against the field.
0: Thanks. Go ahead.
1: um, Brent, who's a disappointing team for you uh, in Division Six? Do you have one in particular, maybe one or two?
2: So, when, when you first sent me the question, I was thinking Mutation, right? I mean, they got smoked by the Meat Fiddlers, 31-6. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick with my original thought. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go with Mutation just because they had a big game against Meat Fiddlers, and it's a statement game for Mutation, right? They have a couple of guys on the team who played, right? We, we, got, we know guys like uh, Emil Scaff and that, right? John Jr. Uh, Sylvain. They have talent on their team and guys with FPF experience, which in some cases in Division 6, that's, that's not always the case, right? right? So the fact that they not just lost, but they got blown out pretty much by the Fillers is a little bit disappointing. There's some other teams you could obviously have on that list, but just in terms of talent on that mutation squad, they're my most disappointing team, at least at this point of the season.
0: Can they rebound back, though, in your mind, Brent? Or are they going to kind of descend towards reality?
2: I I mean, we're going to find out, right? I mean, they have a big game against All Ball. All Ball is coming off a loss, too, I believe. So, I mean, that's going to be a statement game. The schedule, I mean, they had the McGill Swim team after that. They got Pisa's team at the free agent squad. So that's going to be an interesting game, actually. That's kind of a surprise team, right now, the free agent squad. So, Mutation has a couple of big games on the agenda to come back and, and, and to respond with, right? So we're going to have to see, obviously, what they do.
0: So, through four games, which division is the toughest, amongst the groups that we have in this uh, 30-team league of ours.
2: Okay, so I was going back and forth on this one. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with Group A. I think I'm going to stick with Group A because, like, so you look at the teams, right, in that division, and one of the things I look at is, is obviously points for records, of course, but points for, points against... Uh you look at this group A squad, group uh, sorry, Group A division, and it's I don't want to use the word stack, but when I look from top to bottom, I think they have arguably the better teams in that division. Again, that's the suspect teams and group B and teams But when I look at group uh, uh group B and C, pardon me. But when I look at Group A right now, I'm just refreshing this on my computer. Um
0: So that forty nine top is that, that computer of
2: yours, huh? they have this i think yeah, i think okay, uh our
1: i think we were both uh using the same the, the the server at the same time because mine uh mine too it was <laughs> lagging a bit
2: there yeah yeah that's okay no, anyways yeah to answer the question i'm gonna say group a what, what do you guys think what do you guys pick
1: well i mean that's the is it just because it's the division that has three three and one teams i mean i i kind of like group b <sighs> Uh, demons are gaining experience. Cheat squad is athletic and, and also gaining experience. Like you said, free agent squad, surprising 2-0. and oh. It's the, we always get the, what Eagle calls, the call out to Eagle here, the TikTok seasons, uh, like Voodoo <laughs> is famous for these. Uh, but free agent squad is too. You, you get a good free yeah, agent squad yeah. team one year and then a, a bad one another. Looks like we're back on the, the right track here with uh, free agent squad. Royals are not a bad team. They're 2 and 2 Cavaliers mm-hmm. or Rohan depending on the quarterback play of, given that night that, exactly. could be it's a s- yeah. solid team groupies Xiaomi s- shows too don't don't, don't yeah. discount
0: Xiaomi shows like i know they're they're 1 and 3 right now i believe but uh they, they i think they yeah. can make a run towards top 5 of that division at some point maybe number 5 about, not number 3 or number 4 for that matter
2: see see my, i hear you on on Xiaomi Sh- uh, shows it's just their defense right now right they're giving up 118 points you look at that, right? I mean the DG Shotters, uh how many of the teams have given up over hundred points this season? It's only two, if I'm not mistaken, right? So I mean right. they really have to work on that side of the ball if you want to if they want to be considered a true contender.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Eggs.
1: Yeah. Um, Brent, looking at the player standings, do you have an early season candidate for quarterback of the year?
2: I mean, so you look at it, right? I mean, obviously, um, you got, you got a guy like Manny... I hope I'm pronouncing this right, like... Uh, Bezogius? Bezogius. Bezogius. Right, Pardon me, for the midfielders obviously 15 TDs, 3 INTs. One thing I think is big in division... Or any quarterback, any any division, but especially for Division 6, is completion percentage, right? So he has a 63 complete, completion percentage, which is huge. But then you, you look at a guy like for the Demons, like Ma- Ma- Max Jeanette. One less TD pass, but then one less interception as well, right? And he's completing 69% of his passes. Yeah. So I don't think... Uh, Bizogius? B- 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 Bizogius, he said? Bizogius.
0: Bizogius. Bizogius,
2: pardon me. Bizogius. I don't think he's a runaway uh, favorite right now. I-, I think it's kind of 1A, 1B between him and Gennett, but then some other guys as well. I had a chance to see from all Ball, uh, Viran Patel. He's a pretty good QB. Uh, and the guy from, uh, what he do you in Step Rose, uh Parnav Sharma he can make plays with his feet, he can make plays with his arm. I like him actually. I, I like him. He's uh, he has he's a pretty good deep
0: ball. So that's how yeah, that's how South Asians do it, brother. That's how we are, man. <laughs> Definitely not you. Definitely yeah, not you. Sit right me down, my friend. Part of the core, my friend. Part of the core, my friend. <laughs> part, part, of part of
2: the, the bench. Core. Part of the bench. Continue still on. Sit me down. Sit me down
0: So that's you you have Bazogus as your as your lead horse right now for I I, team don't, team? I don't I don't. I don't have I've I
2: gonna I'm getting at right now. Just the, the completion percentage. Six, he's completing basically 70% of his passes, right? And actually, so he has one less TD pass, but again, one less INT as well, right? So I think that's what you have to look for most. I think that's more important, I should say.
0: I think Varian yeah, Patel's got to watch out for. I, I saw him play last week. He's he's small in size, yeah. right? He's unassuming, but he's got an accurate, decent arm, and he's made some. he made some pretty good throws that I saw. Yeah. So that's sort of my dark horse. I don't know about you, Iggy, but I got Patel as the guy to watch out for as like that. You know, the, the, the uh, fan dual odds, like it's like plus like 5,000. <laughs> He's the guy they're going to take uh, take a look at right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the same vein as, uh, as Brent there. In a division where, you know, you see a lot of quarterbacks completing 40, 50% of their passes. Uh, I like Max Gannett as an accurate passer. In the division, I saw him early in week one and I didn't see much rust on him. Uh, 14 TDs to 2 INT, a 7 to 1 TD to INT ratio. That's yeah. very nice. That's a leading horse for me.
0: Uh, Brent, the receiver position, Jonathan Botazzi, uh, a Chamonix uh through four games, 26 catches, 39 targets, 370, and eight touchdowns. If you prorate that, uh, he's on his way to 20 touchdowns. Uh, An outside chance at a 1,000 yards and maybe just maybe 70 catches. Um, Your thoughts on him and perhaps being the ultimate three-tool player in this division?
2: I mean, listen, the the numbers are good. I'm not going to lie. I haven't had a chance to see him play live yet, but the numbers are great. Um, I would say also on the same token, though, don't discount Noah Smallwood. Him I've actually had a chance to see play phenomenal receiver he's not the biggest guy obviously on the field but he has blazing speed he has good hands but yeah um i think this this category in division six especially i I find every year i've had a chance to cover i'm doing division six now obviously but i had a chance to cover it in the past and you always find a couple players here and there that they're playing with friends or or they've never played an FPF or fly football in general they hop into the league and they're capable of playing Division 4. They're capable of definitely playing Division 5, Division 3, even 2, in some cases. And so I think the leading receiver right now that we're talking about, I think he has a chance. He could be one of those guys early, but he could be one of those guys that definitely is just playing in a lower division uh, that could definitely play at a higher level. Uh, like I said, Smallwood's another guy. There's also from the uh, Show, Me, Show Me Them TDs, uh, Matthew uh, Kutras, I think? His last uh, Dennis. Name?
1: Yeah, Dennis. Yeah. Sorry, De- sorry, Dennis. Kutras, yeah.
2: Dennis Kadav is my my apologies. There's Kevin Scalia as well, uh, Sanjeev, Mamrejan. There's a lot of of talent in this division. Uh, I think the wide receiver race, just like the QB race, is going to go down to the wire, right? Putting up big numbers now is huge, but let's see if all the receivers here can do it consistently throughout the course of the season.
0: Finally, Brent, uh, when's your next article coming out for Div 6? And any teasers for us in the article coming up this week?
2: um looking to put that out i'm hoping i got a broadcast on saturday so i'm hoping saturday before i leave i can have that out for everybody um so i, I look, so two weeks ago i looked at the, basically the, the top teams in division six last week i looked at some of the bottom teams um i think this week what I'm, i haven't thought too much about it yet but i think what i want to do is kind of look at some of the the keys to success possibly I don't know if I'm going to do each team but at least the keys to success and I find in Division 6 this is the, the, the division where again some players are playing for the first time it's a division where a lot of teaching can get done along with a lot of the exciting skill that we've seen so far right so I think I'm going to look for each team's or at least maybe the top 15 teams and then the other the other 15 keys to success going forward into the second half of the season because I mean believe it or not right we're almost at the midway point
0: crazy crazy thing that's right at the midway point of the uh, season uh, Brent, thank you so much as always. Uh, we'll speak to you soon, my friend. Oh, thanks so a lot, Brent. Thanks good. for warming up our cars. Take care.
1: All right, Brent Bach, everyone, <laughs> as he warmed up the cars out right, there. Guys.
0: And uh, <laughs> nice. check out his article coming out this weekend for Div 6 for those who are in that division. Uh, Brent does a really good job with the articles, uh, breaking it down from top to bottom. So check it out this weekend, Div 6 article. Uh, we'll have Zachary uh, Albert Skill at the top of the hour, but let's go into co ed. Uh, eggs because we had that on the script initially and uh yeah let's do it yeah we we kind of jumped over it realizing that brown was coming on right away but uh let's get to co-ed one two and three um a lot a lot to get to right a lot of spicy um, uh (laughs) elements uh i noticed in your game at hebert uh, (laughs) i noticed there was a bit of uh exchanges of verbs towards one another with your Opponents yesterday, but anyway, money a lot of money floating around. Yes, I'm sure there was, I'm sure there was. Uh, but and co-ed won, uh, the undefeated. Uh, so who amongst that ranks will get their first loss is a party mix, LP, Kamez, or IG team?
1: Well, without looking at the schedules, I would have to say Le Parcinet, but um. Who's gonna suffer their first loss? Well, I mean, it's either gonna be Kiss My Hands or the IG team that playing this weekend, unless the game ends in a tie. Uh, it could which, happen very well. Which, Mo, is it just me or like there's been more ties and overtime games than like than I can remember? I, well, I I, I've told you my and... arguments.
0: I've told you my argument, which the league has gone deaf on, uh, deaf ears to it. Move the two point convert to how it is in every other league and, that and is... have it from the five. What? Yes. What? No. Be- because I guarantee you that will absolve ties. Telling Two you.
1: from the five and one from, from what? One. Not, don't say the one. From the one. Oh, no. Get out of here, Mo. No, I, no, no, I, no, no. I, no, no why,
0: why don't you test it in Fall Cup then? See how this plays out. No, 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 no. No, no.
1: Anyways, look. Uh, I, anyway, it's just an observation. I feel like I've seen more overtime games and ties than uh, than in recent memory. Uh, which is it's it's nice though, because some uh, at least I'd say half of them are getting settled in overtime. Right. The other half aren't. But uh, look, kiss my end zone or IG team. Someone's gonna lose. Uh, I uh, kiss my end zone. Ha- will have Tam Billy Death throwing instead of myself. Uh, so he'll be throwing against, you know, a tough IG team defense.
0: Uh yeah, tastes the mouse from the loss to you guys in the Fall Cup final.
1: Yeah, exactly. That it's it's a nice rivalry growing. So it's nice, it's nice that other members are gonna be part of that now as the Kiss My End Zone Code One roster is kind of revamped. Um right. but without again, without looking at the schedules, I would have to say Le Parcinet. Uh, really solid team overall. Chris Vero throwing on a lot of teams, gaining a lot of experience. Uh, they've got size, speed, great female athletes. like That That team is that's one to look out for. for sure. Yeah,
0: they, they should be... Um, the Pucs Nets should be 4-0. And then once they face on the 17th of Feb, uh, the Ice team, which is a Saturday afternoon game, mm. Plenty of Fish, which is the, on March 4th. And then they got Easy Fun and then they got Party Mix and Kiss Man Zone and IG Team. So the, the chance of them going 10 and 0 is probably very minimal. Slim, yeah. But if they can get to 4 and 0 before they hit the meat of their schedule of 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 these flaming Mignons that they have to go through, um, I think the realistic goal for them, if they're at 4 and 0, could they split the final three to go 7 3? Final six to go 7, and th- seven and 3, I beg your pardon. Know, six yeah,
1: they, they might be the, the longest that goes undefeated, but then that's a like you rattle off the teams, there's gonna be a loss somewhere there, whether it's easy fun or plenty of fish, even party yeah. mix, uh and then yeah, that those last three party mix kiss my end zone and IG team. That's a good way to enter the playoffs though. Yeah. Because this team uh they're only two and but I think they're destined for the playoffs. And you know, even if they go 0-3 in those last three games, it's going to matter more how they play and get a grip on how Party Mix plays, how kiss yeah. My Endzone plays, and, and how to best the IG team. Right. Strategy is going to be involved there, so whether they win or lose the games, uh, that's a nice way to go into the playoffs. Hopefully, you know, you want to be winning more than losing, but it's a good test.
0: Uh, So the bottom four of this division... Oh, which one's in trouble right now?
1: I mean, it's got to be zero sub, right? Yeah. They're without a win right now, so is LPP. But their third game is a tie. Their season opener against Kiss My End Zone. Only 69 points in three games. So, what, you're looking at 22, 23 points there? Uh, 110 points against. That's going to be the problem. Yeah. Is the size mismatch that uh I don't I don't know what they're gonna do moving forward. Are they gonna have Pat Jerome and some some of the male athletes come come and play? I mean, it's co-ed, so you know it's okay to do it. Uh, but do they wanna train and and get the best experience for their all female team? Right. I, I, I just can't get a read on on the team right now and how they're gonna roster uh like what roster they're gonna put out on a week-to-week
0: basis. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be very tough. But um, but I, I don't discount this team. I, I think they'll have a run in them. It's the yep. question of having that lineup being consistent for them. And I think if they can figure that out, uh, they'll, they'll be they'll be competitive. I don't know how many games they can oh, win, but sure. they'll be competitive. They'll be competitive. And for I'm sure,
1: like, though. I'm not worried about Sarah Parker with their all-female club, like they did this past week yeah. or last week. They they get, I'm not worried. They can put up 30 points. The thing is, they're gonna let up 46. Yeah so that that's that's where I'm I'm worried more. Yeah, they're leaking.
0: Uh coet two. Um there's a bunch there's a bunch of teams, eight to be exact, at one one. Uh quickly here, Iggs, before we get Zachary Albert Skills. Uh contender, pretender, I'll throw them at you. You let me know. Contender, pretender. All right. All right, let's go. Uh Lords of the Field, they're in the eighth spot at 101. Uh
1: I'll go. Pretender.
0: Okay. Fifth squad, nine hole, one and one.
1: This one's interesting. I want to say contender, but I'm going to go pretender. They've had a tough stretch for, like, months now. So, pretender.
0: I'm going to say pretender. They haven't really – they kind of lost their mojo during the spring season. Mm Mm-hmm. They haven't really found it since then, but yeah. I'm gonna go uh, pre- uh, um, pretender for them. Okay. Uh, kamikaze at number ten.
1: They're like sort of in between, but if I had to lean one side, let's go contender. I like uh I like what they like what they have and what they present both right. on the male and female side. Let's go uh, contender.
0: All right, I'll, I'll go. I'll go contender here. We'll be quick here, so we'll go quick here. Uh, yeah. Tigres, contender pretender.
1: Love the offense, not the
0: defense. Pretender. All right. um, Who's going to carry the boats? Canicule, Pass Whooping, and those three teams. We got Pretenders or Contenders?
1: We got who's going to carry the boats? Yeah. I got them as
0: Contenders. I think they're going to be okay.
1: Yeah. They beat uh, Team Rocket last night, uh, Monday night. Yeah. Canicule, I'll go Pretender. Yep. And Pass Whooping, I'll go Contender.
0: Okay, fair enough then. Uh, coed three before we get to Zachary Alberts Gill here, Eggs. Uh, um, this quickly here, uh, we will talk about the shootout, of the game that we had, um, well, and situations that happened this game where there was a lot of unhappiness and happiness at the end with that big shootout that we had in coet three.
1: Right. So we can actually bring Zachary Alberts Gill here. He does talk Coed three. Yeah. Um, so. You know, yeah, just to recap some of the things that happened. Uh, do and half-and-half and half, uh, played a wildly offensive game, something you, you're you not used to seeing in COA3, but it was a really entertaining game. Right. Uh, came down, I think, to the last play, if not the second-to-last play. Um, awesome to watch. Uh, I think it was, uh, I, I think, and Zachary's going to, he's going to correct me here.
0: He's joining yeah, he's, us now. So Zachary, Albert Skill. Oh you can fill in the details with Iggy over here. Oh, can I? How hey, you so, doing? Yeah,
1: so we we're just talking about half and half and their uh, 40 to 39 offensive shootout win over aguirre Um you, we, you, you and I talked about uh, half and half last week hmm. uh, about their switch at quarterback. Uh, tell me, was that the quarterback... Uh, that you had in mind, number 84, Gabriel Poulet?
3: I'm pretty sure it is. I'm, again, really bad with faces, but I think he played in the week before. uh, And, yeah, he was the one that was putting up some really great balls. Like, they were well-placed outside of the way of other defenders. And, like I said, if he takes his position, like, I think they can turn this team around.
1: Yeah, exactly. And in that shootout, uh, Tania Steer made a great... I, i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing i think that it's Tanias. Right? Tanias, but... that's it Tanias, steer made a ridiculous one-handed catch <sighs> last play was, of the was, game like la- yeah it was it was wild Jeez. So it was really cool to see
3: yeah they're really they're really doing a great job i, I actually took act due to win uh even yeah. though i knew that half and half were turning things around i'm super happy to see they put up 40 points man
1: yeah really nice and then another storyline that uh i caught wind of was uh, Leptitvit versus uh, Terry Babylon and his Thunder Villains, who are doing pretty well so far this season. Um, and so the situation was this, guys: uh, Thunder Villains have the ball at the opponent's one, with five plays remaining. They're up one point. Terry runs four times. Well, three times in a row for zero yards. Right? Because it's the red zone. Okay. can't run. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's killing plays because there's five plays remaining. So eliminates three plays. There's two plays remaining. Scores on the fourth down play. Mm-hmm. So they're now up seven. And goes for two to make it a nine point game, which is a two possession game. A win. It oh, he hits it. And hits it. And all this time, the runs, the touchdown on fourth down, and the two-point convert, Pitsidvit, are losing their minds, apparently. They are... They, And I think it's because they didn't understand. They are relatively new... Well, they are new to FPF. I don't know if they have any other experience with other flag leagues, but... Terry's playing the game to win and managing the game in, a, in a, just in a way to win yeah and I'm not sure if they didn't understand that, and they thought they were he was mocking them maybe mm. with like running three times and and throwing a touchdown on fourth down and going for two maybe they just didn't understand everything but that's the proper thing to do yeah waste plays score on fourth down because even if you don't score you're leaving them one play from their own one yard line to throw a forty nine yard hail Mary pass that's the odds of hitting that are well, 1%. Actually, it's
0: probably a 56, 57 yard because you're about five, six yards deep in your end zone, right? right. So, yeah. So, and just to the say,
1: they, they did didn't that's... really understand what was going on. And, yeah, what do yeah. you have to say?
3: Well, just to say, like, I did that exact same. Well, I think Kenny did that exact same thing against Thunder Villains when he played them, like, a week or two ago, right? We got mm-hmm. down. We were down. Unfortunately, we weren't up, but it was the sense of, like, we have to burn two minutes of time right here, and we got to find a way to do it. And we did it, we just right. were unfortunate enough not to score, right? But I can imagine the other way, I would have been like, Yeah, that was the greatest strategy we had. And sometimes it sucks as a receiver, or defender to be like, Why didn't I get these three extra plays? to Try to do something with it, right. But yeah, sometimes the way cookie crumbles,
0: fair enough. Then, Zach, let's let's have the div 5a and 5b with you, my friend. Um, are you Worried about Pasta Rabiat's quarterback production. They're, I think, now 2-1-1, one one, but they have not gotten the, uh, the quality of pasta from the quarterback production.
3: You know, you say that, but I, I'm, I looked at their games. I was looking through it, and, like, I think they're, they're getting under a couple new QBs. So, I think Nick, uh, I'm not going to even pronounce last names Alisi. right now. There you go, Zalisi. I mean, I think his first game was against Strapaholics, great team so i mean i'm not expecting an, an all-star performance he did okay uh and then he beat ski yeah i was expecting like four touchdowns mastered the, the name i'm trying i even told my girlfriend about it. i'm like have you heard of this ski like what is this and i haven't looked up the uh i haven't looked up the song yet mo we're getting there um, carry on as you're saying before <laughs> but i also see this like carmelo fellow uh that's one that's his name now um, he tied against in and out a bunch of rushing yards, three TDs, like, and then Nick comes out with a beat, a win over the Ducks that you were raving about. I think two weeks ago, more like I'm actually pretty impressed with their QB performance. I think if they continue this route, like they're going places.
0: See, my my question, like, is because you know, and Iggy will definitely jump in because he knows the, Nick Delisi very well. Mm. I he's not the most. He's not the most sexiest quarterback when it comes to like throwing up like Patrick Mahomes numbers here. Okay, he's not going to do that. Um, but it's sort of like you roll the dice and if it lands and what they're thinking, it's going to work. So it's sort of like a, like a streak streak quarterback where if he's in rhythm, he's really good. But if he's off course, like it just becomes a struggle for them. And I just don't know. You look at their, mm-hmm. their points for right now; they've not scored more than thirty in a game yet. Yeah. Yeah, And that's the biggest concern in my books yeah. when they go up against better competition, like and Zach, that they might have a struggle to put up 30 if they cannot get better value from that pivot position moving forward. Yeah,
1: obviously one of the biggest losses for them is Joe Morgese. Even in the huddle, he's helping Nick, you know, play call. and And play calling is huge in FPF. Calling the right play at the right time of the game, minutes left, right down second and long third and short he would help nick with that and that presence is no longer there and in the one game he did play six receptions nine targets 52 yards two tds so he's that's a not only physically a big presence that that's no longer in the huddle it, it you can see it that it's uh, str- making the offense struggle just a little bit more right Right.
0: So we'll have to see how this plays out for them. Eggs, you're up next to the next question, my friend.
1: Um, Zach, Notorious CIG. Hmm. What do you think of them? Is this a team on the rise? Uh, are they going to struggle? Are they you know, having some early season success that is going to crumble? What, what, what are your thoughts on Notorious
3: yeah, I was, like, really gung-ho about them after they whooped our butts in the, the first game. They put up, a think, like, six touchdowns or something like that, and then they did it again against Bandits, who I, I thought might have been, like, a, a decent team, like, probably h- higher than half of the division team. Um, but then they take, like, an odd loss by one point against Hail Martys. Uh, I don't think it was an overtime. I think they just unfortunately lost by one point, which kind of sucks. Um, and then... I, I, well, who else did they play against? Yeah, Vice, City? Vice City. Yeah, like man. I didn't think they were going to lose to Vice City, man. And they lost by they put they let Vice City put up by like, thirty points. So even though they're still putting up those like five touchdowns, four, six touchdowns, the teams are still outscoring them. And I don't think they're going to be able to handle it. So like on the rise, I can't say that because they lost their last two games. Um, but I, but I would say like I I'm less into this team than I was in the beginning of the season. I think they're going to have rough games against West Island, Habibis, you know, Petit Carat like they're gonna be hard games yeah it's
0: almost like grand theft that they had against uh, the dunton by vice city i guess in that situation <laughs> um what's going wrong with the vultures
3: oh man i don't know to be honest i i had not seen vultures when i'm doing my like recaps and stuff and i was like wait a second ben mcmahon's in my division what's going on <laughs> um yeah, like they, they've been putting up stats. I see them pop in my picks of the week, but like their first week was an unfortunate forfeit. Then they lost against Ducks by about a point, I think, in their second week. So like they're, they weren't doing too bad, but losing their last game, um, I just think they haven't found the right quarterback yet. I mean, Chris started one game, then they switched to Owen. I'm not going to try to pronounce your last Badrowski. name thank you, exactly. So, I think they're still just finding their rhythm at QB. And once they do, you're seeing Ben and and um, oh my god, Kevin, Kevin Don, yeah, Kevin Don. They're still putting up two touchdowns, three touchdowns a game. Their defense is still there. It's just they need to find that solidity at quarterback.
1: What are your thoughts on Toon Squad? Um, are they in you know, sort of uh, dreamland as we shift over to Division 5B. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? Are they a true contender in Division 5B? Yeah,
3: I think they are. To be honest, I think they're a true contender. I think they've put up a lot of points. 130 points in four games is nothing to scoff at. Uh, I mean, it's still good. Their defense is relatively good. But they haven't played top-tier teams. Like, they've played a lot of mid-tier teams, a lot of lower-tier teams, but I haven't seen them play the top three or top five yet. And they're coming around the bend to about to, I think they're hitting up Ramfins, then they're hitting up Pack-A-Punch, So this is where I'm going to start looking at them and critiquing them a little bit harder because I think they've had an easier schedule, but I still think they can be that strong undefeated team. But
0: it's so I just, sorry. Sorry. I was uh, going to ask Zach over here. Let's say they split the next two games. Okay. So they split, they go five and one. You say what?
3: I say five and one. They're finishing like eight and two, honestly. Are they a contender in your eyes? Yeah, to go all the way still, or are you saying like to? What are you saying to be top team?
0: Yeah, because you you said Ooh, we want to see them play no. against. A, let's say I, they go one and one the next two games, um, or even they go zero and two in the next two games. Are, are they still? Are they going to be a pretender in your eyes then?
3: If they go zero and two, they're not getting that top spot. They won't be a contender, but they won't be pretender necessarily in my eyes. I just think they'll be second or third. Uh, I really think Wind Diesel at that point. If you if you're gonna lose against Ramfins, like Wind Diesel's gonna have it over you. Ramfins will have it over you. you you can't finish top if you can't beat those teams.
1: Yeah, I just personally I like the way they're winning games it's in different methods, right? 31-6 over Parlay Tilters, uh, a close one, 38-35 shootout against the Hooligans, uh, where they won on the last play of the game. Yeah. Uh, one point victory over Betway Bandits, that's a bit messy, but 19-18, so the defense can show up too. Then 40-18 to over Vengeance, so they can blow out yeah. teams and, and put the kill shot in. So they're winning in different ways, and that's really important yeah. for this team. Because that was the next step that they were going to need to take. And they're taking it as
0: winning in different ways. Before, before you answer that question, Zach, did you get kicked out by your girlfriend from the room?
3: <laughs> no, no. I locked her out accidentally as she went to her uh, the accidentally class.
0: locked her out. Yeah.
3: I don't usually lock the doors. And for some reason, I was like, well, hold on a second. I need to be safe while I'm on a podcast.
0: Thankfully, Valentine's Day is in three weeks. You can
3: yeah, exactly, to...
0: exactly. <laughs> that day, oh my goodness. I thought you got kicked out of the room. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, uh, which 5B team worries you right now?
3: Man, it was really actually upsetting to see that uh, that some of the teams have already played, like, five games because it's hard nice. to come. Yeah, vengeance. if you look at the bottom. Oh, vengeance. Frick, vengeance. Yeah. Retired All-Stars got four games in their 0-4, like, at that point, it's hard to come back from that. But if, if I'm looking at a team that I'm really worried about, uh, like I, I think I'm a little bit worried about Top G. They've got really? an okay schedule coming out next. I think they can win a lot of their games, but they put up 56 points in two games. They've allowed almost 100 points. Uh, like They came out strong, but I'm, I'm a little worried about them. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat everybody the way they want to. And with six games left, like, I think you can afford two more losses, three more losses. As soon as you hit the three and seven, four and six, like I worry about the bottom four spots.
1: I'm I'm interested because I misinterpreted maybe, uh, or Mo, did Zach correctly interpret the way you asked that question? Did you ask, you know, which yeah. teams he's worried about being yeah. a team in division 5b that he's like i'm worried about facing this team because they're really good or they're teams that like he's worried about because they they're low in the standings
0: oh i meant to say low in the standings, but that's fine though nah. top g's fine he he did he did label it though like you know he's right because yeah. if they lose two three he's right they could drop into that final quarter of, of yeah. the bracket right and that's where you that's where you have teams in the red who are going to chase teams in the lower green and so I, I totally get his point about top G maybe being yeah. in, that, in that predicament where they might fall uh, and One not be buffer. in the top eight and then be in the bottom eight for that matter.
1: Yeah. And for, just so quickly for me, it's, it has to be vengeance. Like you're 0-5, yeah. 54 points after five games, 10 points a game. You're not winning yeah. a game with 10 no. points a game.
0: It's than it's because they don't have much runway to work with right now because yeah. there's teams that have exactly. three, if not two games in hand against
1: them exactly. right now. So yeah.
0: last question, think, eggs. Yeah, uh,
1: wrap, it up, wrap it up here, Zach. Um, packing Packers. Um, that's an interesting team. Going up against wind Diesel in their next matchup. Win Diesel, 4-0, 159 points for. We know this team can air it out, uh, can juke you with Marcus Lynch. So could Packing Packers give a run at wind Diesel's money?
3: L- looking at their lineup, I would have said yes like every time i see felix Boutet on, on a roster i go yeah of <laughs> course they could be a competitive team they got this guy on their team um and i think even their quarterback put up five tds in in their recent games but he's been sacked a lot he actually put up three rushing touchdowns too if i'm remembering correctly as well like he, he's he's shifty he's good but i don't think they have the stability to take it over win diesel. like win diesel is too consistent they're beating good teams and like although they're i'm happy they've won they beat Brewers, who are not a, a top five team, and Wild West Wranglers forfeited their first games. We didn't know nothing about them. Like, I, I'm I'm just not impressed by their wins enough to say Win Diesel is going to lose. Sorry.
0: So, I was hoping Iggy would botch by saying packing a Packer. Because, <laughs> <you didn't say. laughs> so, so if, we, if we, you don't know Zach, so we, we use Google Docs for our, our script. So, Eagle would always change Mess the around. words. And would try to catch, see what he would write. And he would catch just once in a while. So I wrote in the question, packing a packer. And I thought he would say it. Yes, I saw it.
3: I thought it was like a typo or an autocorrect. My professional.
0: Yeah, I thought he was going to say packing a packer in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise. What? Anyway.
1: Tom
3: Cruise. (laughs) Have you heard the South Park (laughs) episode? Anyway. Anyway. anyway.
0: (laughs) Um, Before I let you go, Zach, uh, what do you have lined up for us for an article coming up uh, this week? Oh,
3: Boy, Um, I'm almost finished all my team recaps, which is going great. You know, I had to recap about three different divisions. So I usually try to break down each team, three teams, a division. We're almost done those. Uh, And then we're going to go to my top five, top 10 power rankings, to be honest.
0: Are they going to be powerful rankings? I hope so. The most powerful, the most. Mighty, the mighty power rank. (laughs) Mighty power rankings, then. All right, Zach, last but not least, going to ask you this question like I asked you last week. I I know I didn't even. Yeah, go ahead the headline will be what next week for for this division five a and b oh the headline the major headline Ooh. the key headline going to next week will be what oh, hold on now you're
3: saying key headline does he do this iggy does he just ask questions that you don't understand sometimes
0: <laughs>
1: oh the ones you don't understand yes like yeah. the one i brought up earlier about yeah. a 5b team that you're really worried about really worried about could be misinterpreted and are you asking for ambiguous? my
0: article title mo no no this is a headline that there's a team that's going to wow you just what's week. what's yeah what's oh.
1: going to catch the eyes what's mm. going to catch the attention
0: of all of division
1: five five a five b
3: that's a great question. Uh, I'd you. have to You're pull welcome. up their yeah. I'd have to pull up their schedule. That is a good question, Mo. I, I think for me, most of all, it uh, it will be who is going to kind of get that win in the upset. Who's going to start losing their undefeated positions in Div B, Div A? Like, there's six, seven teams still undefeated in Div B. Right. Like, uh, I'm excited to see who's dropping out. first and who can keep those uh, those leads for the longest.
0: Fair enough, Zach. We appreciate it, brother, for coming on with us next week again.
3: all, all the time.
0: Uh, who you on? You on Iggy next week? You're gonna be on with uh, yours truly next week.
3: I got double trouble, so uh, I'll, I'll let you guys decide. Uh, I'm more free on Tuesday, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday, brother. <laughs> right, you mate. know how we work, man. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy We're the it, Sunday boys. Night Footballers crew here, you know. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Zach. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah, Have a great week. I love you. Zach. Take Lakers. care Zach, Zachary Albert Skill here with us, and uh, we roll along. Uh, check out his article cool. coming up uh, this week. Almost done, can't we? Can't wait for the power rankings here. We'll, we'll, we'll go forwards to go backwards. I know the script's all over the place now with what, we, what yeah, we're Yeah, we're good. But uh, let's dive into women's and what we have going on so far in women's. I know we were Don't hoping to get, uh, after. we were hoping to have on Victoria DiLoretto of the bees, but unfortunately was not available. And uh if you see some of her work on social media, she is one funny cat out there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, she'll join us
1: next week. Uh... You I are, I I are. I think, or, or show I think your show actually. Oh, actually. She's more available in the Tuesdays. So, so Victoria Diloretto of the Bees will be joining
0: MoCon next week. Next week, next week. So look forward to to having her on with us next week. Uh, but let's let's dive into it though, right? Um, Brutes. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Their own four. Uh, they only scored uh, thirty-eight points, which is now essentially about nine point two points per game. Oof. Um, and Lagos Pompigon not available, so there's there's a double strike on them right now. Could they suffer a third strike and recover from this and make a run for a playoff spot?
1: Well, not available, not because of injury, right? She's on sub zero, yeah. So, obviously, you know, she was a little injured at the end of the uh fall cup season, that's right, was able to play in the finals uh limited reps on defense but the brutes offense is really missing Laurence Pombrien. She's you know, we've spoken about it numerous times. She's the gronk of the the women's division. How about Travis miss, Kelsey? You, you, well now it's more it's more relevant, yes, to say Travis Kelsey. Um she's just a huge piece of that offense that they haven't recovered from. And it it shows right with 38 mode like is not used to 38 points in in four games. Uh, that's shaking this frustration.
0: I think you know, I see a little bit from afar when watching their games that it's not the same uh run and shoot type of offense that they had going on. Um, and and she's a very competitor mode like I love her to death. I think she's an awesome person and a great quarterback, but this is definitely a a trying time for her to to kind of right the ship. Right, it's it's, it's directional this right now, but all they need is to get one, if not two more wins, then maybe they're back in the playoff race.
1: Well, that's exactly it. The next one is must win. It's it's, and their next game is week eight, so they're gonna stew on this all the way to February twenty fifth, and that's a must win game already in the season. It's, but let, it's, let's say Vortex has one win. game.
0: The Vortex will have two games before Boots play their next game. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you know they win those two games, and then um, let's just say the teams above them theoretically win at least one, if not two games, before they get to their next game. Then they're they're in a deep hole because if Vortex win, they'll be three and three before Brutes play their next game. I'll be up two games. Or even
1: half. or even two and four,
0: right? Right. Yeah. It, but you know, let's just say the losses? best case scenario: Vortex is three and three with two games and a half for Brutes. Uh, they still want to catch him, even with the two games in hand. So they have to make exactly. up the two games plus another game to kind of reach Vortex at number five if they were to win the next two games.
1: Yeah, so they're, they're, it's exactly that. Their next game against Vortex is a must-win. It's yeah. not an exaggeration. They must win that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exp- I, uh, and that's crazy to say because
1: in week eight of a week 14 or 15-week season halfway through the season to say that you're a must-win is, is crazy, but that's that's the level of competition in women's win. It's really high, and if you're 0-4 after four games, your fifth game's a must-win.
0: As as Deion Sanders once said when he was playing for the Atlanta Falcons, and I think of the Dallas Cowboys as well, he said, if, you, if the U-Haul trucks are at this facility, that means you know your season's done by week 10. The all Trucks could be winning the Brutes if they don't get this organized uh, by Week 8. And it could be serious trouble for them. Um, we got some sumptuous some games coming up here, Riggs. Um, mm-hmm. Bees-le-bleu. Blue Put against Sub-Zero. Uh, I think both are intriguing. But you, you asked that question, which one's more intriguing? I think in the context of what we have from, uh, from a win-loss record here uh, mm-hmm. of this season, I want to see what the bees and Le Bleu do this weekend. That's the game I'm watching out for. Because Le Bleu has are starting to find their rhythm. They've only played two games so far. And the bees have been very tough. Like They've been competitive. They, no one thought they'd be a top three team at this point. And this is a bigger game for them against Le Bleu because if they were to beat Le Bleu, that means they have the tiebreaker for the moment and a chance at the, at the top two spots of the playoff race going towards the halfway point of the season. I mean, they're both really interesting, right? Because Bleu,
1: Pou, Sub-Zero, is this the game for to determine who's the number one seed? You know, it might be their first so. matchup of two. I don't think so.
0: I think Le Bleu's going to have a say in this at some point.
1: Sure, yeah. But they got to beat the Bees. And the Bees' defense has been really strong. And I would have loved to have, you know, gotten Victoria DeLoreto's take on... on their game plan and how they feel going in against Le Bleu. And it's going to be a huge challenge for them because, you know, Le Bleu, reigning champions, uh, flag uh, NFL flag champions uh, a few weeks ago
0: in Very decorated in Florida. team. What's that? Very decorated team.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious to see how the bees stand up, but the other matchup could determine the number one seed sub zeros your early season favorite to be the number one seed at the end of the regular season but blue can you know can fight back and they can go potentially score for score with sub-zero could come down to a game of converts in that one so both interesting but i think you're right I want to see how bees handle uh, Le Bleu. Yeah, especially that, that, that's that's defense. a
0: very game for B's because it will it, give us a better barometer if they are a team in play for top two or a team that's going to just chase and kind of hold off five and get number four going towards playoffs. Yeah, for sure. So, women's two. The favorite to win defensive, defensive player of the year is who?
1: There's a few names out there, especially just because... A lot of, you know, a lot of defenders out there with multiple picks. uh, A few sack leaders as well. And obviously, Maddie Paquette at the top of the list there. But she's likely, or at least in the running for two-way player of the year. She always is. She's a huge defender and receiver, uh, putting up big numbers on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to look past her because she's right now leading the women's division with four interceptions. I, I look at someone like Amelie Zuroche of Kiss My Boots, the safety for uh, KMB. She's, you know, getting a lot of bad downs on key downs, on fourth down, picking them off. Uh, no pick sixes just yet. Usually that can be a difference. So Alexia... Uh, uh, sorry, another name is Alexia Vidi of Carababes. Three interceptions herself. One of them already taken back to the house. Um... And look, you know, look for anyone on the Carababes, right? It could be Caroline La jean Saint Jean. They all have three interceptions themselves. So maybe the Defensive Player of the Year just comes straight out of Carababes. Nope. Uh, did you have any nope. names that stood out?
0: Nope, Latissie and Gulu, the uh, Patrick CSL. Okay, yeah, a- eleven PDS, one pick six, three INT, six tackles. So let's yeah, just take a away force the tackles. To be with. Yeah, let's take away the tackles. Let's look at the other. Numbers: three ints, eleven pd's, one pick six. Right? Eleven
1: pd's is wild. So
0: she has destroyed fourteen plays. Yep. That and is put six massive. on the board. Yep. That is massive. Like yeah. she might break the pd record for in a season. I'll uh, I'll check that. Yeah, Antonio Diversa has that, 27, I think it is. Oh, you already know.
1: Look at you. I know.
0: It, it um, looks like you're the U one in charge of our Instagram uh, Thursday I've answered every quiz. question accurately, my friend. I'm almost like a perfect, oh. I'm like Steph Curry out there answering those questions on Instagram. Um, but Leticia Angulu could be the one that I'm going to circle and say she has a chance. Now, I know this the, the Russia does not get the, the doula that it's supposed to get. Maybe it right. should be a separate award. I don't know. Because we have separate offensive wars like receiver of the year, et cetera. Javier Fertier, Wildcats, right? She's got four sacks so far through two games. Now, if you prorate that, Iggy, you would have 20 sacks. Am I correct? Yes. Correct. So that's 20 plays that she wrecked all by herself. But that's it'll never crazy. get due. It'll never get props though, because we have to start looking at the value of a game record, than stats. And 20 sacks, if she were to hit 20 sacks in a 10 game yeah. schedule, is 20 plays that she single handedly destroyed that resulted in a net loss of yards and either a turnover or whatever it might have been at that moment. So she could be a player to watch out for going towards the final seven, eight games of the regular season.
1: I'll just add that sacks in the women's division are even greater than in the adult of league course. and men's and co ed because in the especially in the women's you can intentionally ground the ball you can literally pitch it to to your own feet and it's not intentional grounding right so right. for a rusher to have four sacks already in two games is massive
0: yeah yeah and, and you know as i said before with Ingulu and, and her those are my two favorites to win this award. Like you, you have to look at game records than anything else. Yeah. Like we, I know we don't track it. Unfortunately, we can't track it because we don't have the, the, uh, the bandwidth in terms of like the ability to do so. Cause PFF, those quarterback pressures, all that stuff. Right. Right. If, if we were tracking and now maybe we, down the road, we could do for, for the, uh, for the, yeah. um, iPad app where we tar- we have targets for receivers that pressures. we can also target DBs, right? Like what is the, what is the ratio that player X has? when targeted, right? So Jane Smith has been targeted 10 times. There's been two completions for 10 yards. Like if we got to that point, then we can break it down even more and we can go even more deeper in, in how this player is better than that, but whether it's male or female and whatever division that we're covering and talking about certain awards in this league.
1: I, I, I I would add quarterback pressures that lead to interceptions, right? Those are, those are huge. That's a stat you don't see. Not only is she pressuring, you know, quarterbacks four times, just losing yards. How many of those, you know, rushing attempts or you know attempting at sacking the quarterback have led to errant throws, right? That yeah. have led to turnovers. So for sure,
0: yeah. for sure, yeah. and that's why I, I mean, like we, like it's a step in the right direction of the targets for receivers, but maybe down the road right. we can target DBs, sure. and that's when we get to know. And maybe if we can figure out a, a formula how to really identify a quarterback pressure, that would help as well moving forward. So that's yeah, something for to look sure. out maybe down the road. All right, so Iggs, look at the last question for women's two. Uh, the two teams uh, that we have right now. There's a boatload. There's Hibuli, Hibu2, Wildcast, Link, Link's Net. Um Again, to go deeper? Uh,
1: since last year, LynxNet. Link's oh. It's Linksnet.
0: I know. LynxNet. <laughs> I, I call it linksnet I like calling it Link's Net that. All right. Whatever.
1: Uh, who, who? What's the question again?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> who has to, to go deeper amongst the two win teams?
1: I yeah, it's a good question because all four teams I really like their offense. Their offense can lead the way, and they all have good quarterbacks. Yeah. Which is why it's interesting. But I really like what I've seen out of the Ibu teams, both of them. Now I saw the eboo just Ibu, against kiss my boots got shut out 19 nothing yeah didn't it wasn't it was probably not their day because i've seen them and they they put up the points in their other two games 61 and two right the eboo two i also saw them wreck x and x uh at brossard i really like w- what what they showed from their quarterback their offense very dynamic uh you know, hitting the shorts, hitting the intermediates, hitting the long bombs. It's, it's a bit of everything. It's really hard to get a take on their offense, uh, as a defense, as a defensive team. So I really like what, uh, Eboo and Eboo number two in particular, uh, I think that team can go on a deep playoff run. All right.
0: on to 35 plus six, Uh, I've got the KTF, KTFL draft and legends, um, KTL KTFL draft. Uh, so quarterback switch now for five plus going from Jason Ross to Vincent Ardone. Um, at least for one game. Yeah. So, is this short or long term view for them?
1: Jason Ross is throwing on a lot of teams. I don't know. Maybe if his arm got tired because he was there, it wasn't a question of uh, putting Vincent Ardone in because Jason's not there. He was there, so. I think it's a short-term solution. Uh, They didn't get the win against On Rock. Yeah. uh, Although they may have gotten the win against On Rock. It may be a forfeit that's up for review. uh, as They had Jeff Rosenblatt throwing, which busts the QB cap. And they busted the team cap as well. Right. So maybe Flag Plus got the win. Um, I think it's a short-term solution, though. I think Jason Rossi is a better option at quarterback with Vince Ardoni at
0: receiver. All right. Uh, JMJ. They're undefeated. Their first loss will come... Never? Mm.
1: We'd have to go through the roster. Or the schedule. Which I am right now. Yeah, so they play flag plus uh, next week. I think that's a win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they play on Rock. Now, if Onra can modify their team roster so that it fits, um, that could be a challenge, but I still like J&J. I think either of the, the games against Brody Windsor, so on Monday, February 19th, or March 18th, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, the ones where they might lose. They had a 46-40 to 40 battle against Brody Windsor this past week. Or on yeah, it was on Monday the twenty ninth. I think it's gonna there one loss is gonna come, I think the first of the two Brody Wizards on Monday the nineteenth.
0: Well look, you got you got Lion Johnson, uh Tassi, John Moody, and Corey Sim Robertson, who've now combined for eighteen touchdowns amongst yeah. the sorry, sixteen touchdowns amongst the four of them. Pick your poison. Corey Sim Robertson
1: man. With four interceptions, I believe that's leading uh, the KTFL thirty-five
0: plus. Draft. Yeah, yeah. Pick your pick, pick your poisonous to to yeah. try to stop, and you're not going to stop them. Not going to stop them at all. Uh, legends uh, division. We got Bearskins team ethnic senior, and to add to it, uh, who, defense play of the year for Bearskins or the field. Like, what are we looking at right now for the game, and maybe the defense player coming from the bearskins or someone else so i think the bearskins are
1: the favorite going into this game but i something wants me to pick a team ethnic in this one uh they came away in their week one uh matchup with a 25 32 loss right and i think they're going to be hungry for that that first win whereas bearskins are three games deep uh, but only putting up fifty-seven points in three games, which is which worries me. Uh, ben Lawler for Team Ethnic Senior, man, when this guy gets rolling, he can put up forty points in a game relative with relative ease. Yeah, uh, and just the familiarity he has with his guys. Uh, I I like Team Ethnic Senior coming on top uh, against Bearskins. Although the Bearskins defense, very stingy. Um, lots of speed, especially obviously Chris meard, right? That's that's a tough defense, but I, I just like Ben Lawler getting on a heater early and often in this one uh against the Bearskins.
0: Yeah, Chris Meard's like a cheat code for them. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a cheat code for them. That's how I see it for them. But, in, in, but in what do you creation.
1: think what do you think uh, when it comes to defensive player of the year? I mean, a lot of a lot of these bearskins defenders are are leading right now. The uh, the interception battle. Is there anyone else that can uh, creep up?
0: Well, I think they they could cancel each other out for the vote. Um, not saying that there's like two thousand voters and stuff, but there could be that idea that if you have so many guys from one team, that you kind of take away the vote from player A, B, and C wins or whatever it might be from the trio. Uh, but you look at uh, again, you got four, if not five, of the top seven spots all bearskins. But right. then you look at uh, a team that, such as uh, Wade Williams. He's played only one game for pacemakers, but you know he can get go- He can get on a heater and maybe put up some big numbers. Um, Anthony Stija, you know, he's not the most athletically uh, get the player out there. But he can but put up smart, some yeah. some stats, right? So, yeah. so but I think right now the the horse that should win it will come from the Bearskins. But you have to wonder in the vote when it's broken down, will one get canceled out because this vote's split? Because hey, we got this guy going here, this guy going there, whatever it is, right? So, and, and we'll see what happens. I think it's still early, but it, it will kind of even itself out eventually when we get deeper into the season. So Bearskins versus the field, you got Bearskins, okay. Yeah, I got bearskins. I got someone from the bearskins, you know. Right. But we'll talk about the voting off air. We'll talk about the voting off air and how sure. this plays out, right? How we can maybe even it out a little bit, make it more intriguing for those out there, right? So for
1: sure. And and Mo, as we wrap up here, thirty five plus. Just let's not forget about Division Three.
0: Yeah, we're going to Division Three right now. Okay, I have had it teed up right now. Actually, I went uh, backwards, exactly. to go forwards. Actually, there you go. Yeah, we're going. We're going to Div Three right now. Actually, um, Brotherhood. Uh, they're 3-1. and one. They, they got unfortunate injury to Jamal Giddens, the kitten, who's out for the foreseeable future. Does the buy window come at the wrong time for them? Because it felt like or it feels like they're kind of finding their, their flow now compared to where they were a couple weeks ago when they lost badly uh, in Week 2.
1: Uh, I mean, they lost him for the season, right, Jamal? Yeah. So, I mean... You're if we're talking about bye weeks for getting people injured back healthy, then no. But if you're saying it like like I think you are, that they were, you know, beating Mongoose nineteen to eighteen, beating Air Force one twenty eight to twelve. Two I I'd, I'd say rather impressive wins, uh, ones that I would have predicted them to be the underdog in those games. Yeah, then yes, the bye week is coming. And not just one by week, right? They're playing next in about a month, February. That's right, 24th. I call it the buy window. Right, exactly. So, and they're playing against Mel's Angels. And Mel's Angels now, after having seen them, kind of their complete roster now. That was a team that beat Beer Belly Brigade, right? The Beer Belly was three and zero. Mel's Angels won it on the last play of the game, but that's a tenacious group, with now AJ Gomes throwing the football that would be an interesting uh quarterback battle right uh, aj <laughs> against uh, theo uh quarterbacking uh so yeah by by week by window coming at a bad time for the brotherhood
0: yeah i think it, it i think it's it's bad because you have to kind of not relearn your steps but kind of create that muscle memory of how you were able to put together some wins in a row yeah. um i still believe brotherhood are the team to watch out for in their division um, and the three and one, rightfully so. By the time they get back, they might be behind and maybe in the, in the number two or three hole of their division with EZW and A team kind of lurking with intent. Mm. And I just think that now it gives them a chance to kind of rest up, but also you want to continue to build up that rapport. So, yeah, it's good, but also bad because a month off that buy window is massive. It's not like you're off for a week here. You're not yeah. playing till mid February, if not end of February. That's yeah, a long it's a long time man and, and and it's like it's sort of like you're you're kind of doing in between seasons from a fall cup to winter season and so can Theo yeah. JF find that rhythm again and develop it again and, and build back up I think he can but I just think it comes at, a, at an awful time for them uh moving forward and the team that's chasing them right now is Green Deal Human Beans mm-hmm. um and eggs let me tell you one thing man they they got wrecked by by Mongoose who wasn't even close to they, they so waved bad. off the last like eight minutes of the game that's how bad it was oh jeez um is Greendale Human uh, Beans punching in the wrong weight class of where they are in this division as a whole?
1: I don't think so. Um, I saw them play against Brotherhood. They ripped them to shreds. Uh, I mean, this is a team that went pretty far in the playoffs last season in Division Three. I don't think they're out of their element. I just think Mongoose is that good. And it's surprising. This, like I'm looking, and Mongoose is 1-3. Like, how how did that happen? Yeah, Alex Godet uh,
0: was 18 of 19, only one in completion, and like six touchdowns yeah. against them.
1: Oh, because that's another team that like we were just talking about in 35 plus that with Ben Lawler, he's a quarterback that once he catches fire, you're not stopping him. He's going seven for seven on his drive, scoring on every single drives. And that's pretty much what happened against Greendale. They figured out their offense because that Greendale offense is is tricky. Yeah. And if you don't, catch on early enough, you're going to get burnt. And, and and then then once you finally clue in, they're going to make those adjustments and they're one step ahead of you. So Mongoose was quick to take away what Greenla- Greendale likes to do. And it's just that one game in particular, it happens. And Greendale were out of their weight class for that one game, but they're not in the, the wrong division, that's for sure.
0: Well they got they got Diamond Bouge coming up Feb seventh. Easy W as well. Yeah. Tough schedule. You know, yeah. That is not gonna be easy. And, you know, and at the halfway point, like right now they're one and two. If they're one and four in that division, uh and you, you you've lost the tiebreaker to uh Mongoose. You have the tiebreaker yeah. over Brotherhood. Yeah. But four losses may not be enough to get you into the top three of that division. And you're maybe looking at like, like like a wild card spot at that point.
1: Yeah, that's fine. You know? they're gonna be, you know, they're gonna win a couple rounds in the playoffs, and then yeah. see where where that takes them.
0: Uh, last team to win is who in this division?
1: In division, meaning Group A or Division Three?
0: As a whole, as a whole for Division Three, they, who will be the last team to win a game?
1: So you're looking at wide open bar. To win a game. Yeah, so Wide Open Bar, Dirty Birds, Speed Academy, Blue Chips, and Infras Bien Fourni. The last one to win a game? Yeah. So it's not Wide Open Bar. It's not Dirty Birds. It's between Speed Academy, Blue Chips, and Infras Bien Fourni. And it just has to be Infras Bien Fourni for me. It's a team that even last year they struggled as well. Not sure why they didn't drop down to Division 4. Division 4 is more their uh, their weight class, like you like you mentioned, for Greendale. I think Blue Chips will get a, a win or two. Maybe go 2-8, though. Speed Academy, I, I just can't see them not winning a game. I mean, 26 points after three games. I think they're going to take a while
0: to get going. They're not going to be lightweight. Mel's Angels, I don't think they match up well with them. Air Force One, maybe. But Beer Belly Brigade, no. Sharks, no. Don Bougie, no. Brotherhood, no. Well, that's a tough schedule. Yeah. So it might be. I don't know 15. where that one's coming from. Maybe yeah. Mel's Angels, but I don't think so. Speed Air Force One, maybe. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think they might have I think they might be in serious contention to go 0 oh, ten. Wow. Oh
1: wow, that's that's a f- big fall from Grace. That was a team that always was competitive in division three. Yeah. Wow. I never would have thought Speed Academy as a division four team maybe right. we have to reclassify that well wow.
0: yeah no it's 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 going to be tough for them so i'm going to do a two for one question here eggs with arouche because it's a, it's an arouche question with sharks involved so okay are you worried about sharks because they looked pedestrian against arouche and the follow up to arouche are they more balanced now with their offense without simon Loisier, who's not playing i don't think this year for the, the this season
1: I'm going to start there because that's so interesting because Simone Loisier is clearly their best player. 100%. And, oh, my phone's going to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you might have to go solo for a bit and then I would join on my computer. Um, hold on. Let me do one thing. can't put okay. a charger on? No, it doesn't fit. Um. Yeah, let me finish my thought on Arouche. Interesting thought because Simon Lozier taking away their best player, you'd think, obviously, they're a worse team. But maybe that's forcing Arouche to spread the ball. And that's always the hardest thing as a defense is that if you never know where the ball's going and you have to run five defenders deep to cover all five receivers, that's a tough task. Not every team can go five DBs deep. So does that actually make Arouche better? They're 3-1, and one, five, 105 points after four games. Not amazing, but not bad. The defense has always been good. Not Again, not amazing, but 69 points after four games in Division 3s. That is really good. So I think there's an argument to be made that Arouche is better without Simon Lozier. Crazy to think.
0: Yeah, I, I then, score kept. Yeah, yeah, go. So I score kept two if not three of the games so far, and they look more balanced than before. They're not trying to force-feed one guy. They, they've gone to, like, a, a plethora of receivers, um, whether it's Antoine-Pierre Fontaine, Philippe Lincard, Thomas Legault, uh, Felix Menard, right? Um, everyone's played well, but it's their defense. You're right. Their defense has been excellent. Like, it's – they're making plays, man. Like, uh, already through, I think, three if not four, four games now, um, I believe they're at 14 PDs. You know, um, not many missed tackles. There's not many yards out to catch for opponents. And you look at the defense uh, so far this season, they have not given up more than 22 points in a game. Uh, 26 yeah. points in a game, I beg your pardon. So, and that was the week one loss to Air Force One with, in which they lost in the last play on offense. So yeah. they could easily be 4-0 and and control their fate. But but you know what? They'll get a real test against the Ligro Cuck coming up um, on Feb 4th on Sunday, and we'll see how they do against that type of quarterback play that they'll go up against and how patient they have to be. But they've really impressed me. And when they play the Sharks, which goes back to the, my initial question about the Sharks, right. you know, Sharks have a lot of weapons to work with, but they just had no no rhythm. They had they had no cutting edge from their offense against a good uh Arush defense. Is that a game you score kept? Yeah, I did.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, you got to tell me more about that because how did the Sharks lose? And not just lose fine, you can lose, you can lose 27-26. Uh, or I would have expected the scoreline to be something more like 35-34. But how did they lose 27 to 19? How did how did Corey Wallasky only put up three touchdowns?
0: Oh, well, Corey only put up two touchdowns because they had a they had a pick, a rush by Jalen Greaves, rushing the quarterback. He batted the ball up in the air and returned it back for a touchdown two touchdowns two touchdowns three interceptions from Corey Wolowski it was a very frustrating day for him at the office Yeah. you know and like uh I really Le- uh Larati drop balls uh right. Groper drop a ball like it was bad like it wasn't good I mean it was, it was the second game for them whatever but like they this matchup well like Bastian Ferof Thibault is a really good pass rusher his length yes. is like he's got length upon length and yeah. he makes it tough on quarterbacks and i just think that Sharks will rebound, but they have to be better. Excuse me, better than what they were um, last week because they did not look anywhere near being the anointed content to, contender to win Division Three.
1: Right, because they are right. Yeah, hundred uh, like percent. They are favorites to win difficulty. Division C. Champs. That yeah, was a t- very tough division in the spring. I definitely had sharks as a as a contender in Division Three, but is it a blip? In, in the schedule or is this more to come for shirks?
0: Oh, well, that's we we'll have a better sample size for in the coming weeks. Yeah. We definitely will. But if there's one thing though, Eggy. Noah groper best hair flow in that division. Uh,
1: in the entire division. Yeah. Could be best hair flow. Possibly.
0: No question. Division 2. Um Mangus, they're 2 and 0. They're flying high. But would you take Run It Once as the better team between them?
1: It's an interesting matchup. Um, you want to say Run It Once, and you're like egging me on to say Run It Once. But man, every time I pick against Mangoose, they just come out so strong. And the pieces they added, the Mangoose offense was never the problem. Their defense wasn't. Always great, and now with the additions of Olivia Sudi in the in past seasons, and now Tristan Fisk Castle, and there are a few other of the uh, man. What was that purple team's name? Uh, yeah, escaping me. But anyways, they added a lot of bulk to their defense, and it, it's complementing their offensive game so well right now that. Man, I might pick Mangoose over Run It Once.
0: You know, it's funny. Oliver uh, uh, um, Seri, right, was a guy that Jeff Roseblatt w- wanted to get on his team, right? He had him come right. try out yeah. try- for the team. Now he's, he has to go up against him at some point, whether it's now in the playoffs. Yeah. But I, I'm going to take Run It Once for now because Mangoose is a team that you know they. They're sort of streaky. That they put it together, they're they're good. But then they always had like that weird loss, and you're like, how the hell did they lose this team when they're supposed to win by like four four touchdowns, right? No five right. plays yeah. left. So I think running once with Jeff as quarterback is good. But then you look at look at the look at the team right now that you have on Jeff's team: Besser, No Groper, Sanders, Armand, Matt Bond, Scholar Bailiff, Manuel Arroyo, John Laristis, Steven Osmond. Osmond will eliminate because he's not really an offensive guy. It's, it's He's more defense. But they got some really good pass catchers and guys who know how to get open. It's almost similar parallels in terms of the style of, of personnel that they have. So I, I think Jeff is the difference in this thing, and I think Jeff can get them to, to being the best team in this division. Uh,
1: it's just the sour te- taste they left in my mouth with their game against terror squad where they were up. I I think I I talked about this last week on my show, they were up 20 to six and maybe even 20, nothing. And they lost that game to terror squad. Right. They they were in complete control. They had the chokehold of the game and they couldn't put that fourth and fifth and sixth score to put the team away. And it made me nervous. Uh, Like thinking about this team, it makes me hesitate and they didn't have a good fall season run it once and they had Anthony Brees on that team and he wasn't happy with the losses piling up and I'm not saying that that's the type of season they're going to have now but I didn't like that that crept up in their game against Terror Squad. That's all I'll say.
0: So the cluster of one-on-one teams that we have right now uh, that is 2HD, Bless Up, Stoics, Terror Squad Hashtag NR Who's the most vulnerable right now in terms of them falling off the, the wayside?
1: Wait, the one and one teams? Yeah, there's a cluster oh, yeah, of one Oh, yeah, NR teams. is there, yeah. Uh, something's making me say NR, uh, and I'm not sure what it is. Is it the stat line of uh, Adam Sinagra and his first game back, four touchdowns, yes, but four interceptions? Uh, getting used to the game after, you know, he was getting used to the game in Division One, Division Two, even Division Three, I believe. With uh, blackouts, I want to say, was getting uh, used to the game, used to the play calling, and now hasn't played in. I want to say the full calendar year, right? Last mm-hmm. last played in the winter. Yeah. So he's kind of regaining his steps. So, and bless up, I'm fine. Two HD, I'm fine. Stoics, I'm fine as well. Terror Squad, yes, they they got that big comeback when they get against, against <clears throat> Run at once. Right. but time's been slow off out of the gate and they haven't
0: played well the last couple of seasons terror squad
1: yeah so between terror it's between terror squad and hashtag nr for me
0: yeah i'm a bit worried about hashtag nr now because travis Moses is out for the year um don't know if you already- want to get involved yeah i'm sure your dog wants to be a part of that cluster of one-on-one teams but uh leo but uh yeah, Travis is out for the year, unfortunately, and um, it's too bad because he he played really well for them and stuff. And actually, I gotta move my laptop because my laptop's about to die on me right now. So, if you excuse me, as I carry my, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the uh, I, I gotta go. We... I
0: gotta go on the ground over here. You know so you know
1: we we haven't anticipated the longer show using more uh more battery on our devices luckily i was able <laughs> yeah. to charge my phone you're uh you you know the three hour show is back mo three hour show baby. is back there
0: we go up here there we one go. hour
1: 47 on. now corrected by uh the nightingale here <laughs> uh look it, yeah we'll we'll move along topics here um If you're asking this question, kind of a strange question, that just based off of stats, which team has the most dynamic offense? Kind of a weird question because just based off the stats, I I would say, you know, silent ticklers run it once. Even Dirty Birds Plus, they put up 139 points. Man, maybe that's where your your angle's coming from. Is that Dirty Birds are scoring at at, at a really high clip? Well, no. If you look games. at if,
0: sorry, as I get comfortable yeah. now on the on the carpet over here at the Con Residence, mm. <laughs> three We're hour show, what? huh? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, no. If you look at the stats right on on the on the on the um web standings for, or player stats? No, team stats. Team stats. Okay where you get a down a first down, all that stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at it, I mean, there's some fascinating numbers to look at. And um, I was looking at it earlier this morning. And obviously, I know they may be a little bit off in terms of the accuracy of, of team stats. Right. But, yeah, you know... They, the, they're,
1: they're close enough.
0: They're, they're close enough, yes. But I know initially we, we had a bit of a glitch when we brought this in here. But think about the first down conversions, right? Uh, you think about uh, the rush yards, the pass yards, the touchdowns. Um, that type of stuff here, right? The offensive uh, per game averages as well that you have, right? And so that really caught my attention. So, the point I'm bringing up here is that you know, which offense is the most dynamic at this point of the season that has caught your attention?
1: Yeah, my dog really wants to chime
0: in. Yeah,
1: I I, like I would say, I mean, I'm not even, I'm even with the team stats up, I'm not far off. Dirty Birds Plus has been really impressive with their offense, not only stats-wise, but with the eye test. They had a back-and-forth shootout against Skills Bees, Mm -hmm. and every time I looked over, they were scoring. And then I look at the scoreboard, and I'm like, well, before looking at the scoreboard, I'm like, okay, they're up like 46 to like 30. Right. And then I look at the scoreboard, and they're losing. (laughs) So... Definitely the prolific offense, I really like what Dirty Birds Plus are doing, but they're just not converting that into wins. Their defense isn't doing, you know, just that little bit more to give their offense, which is scoring and rolling on all cylinders uh, enough to get the wins. So they're not seeing, you know, the offensive output turned into wins, but I really like what they're doing on offense.
0: Yeah, I th- I think so too. I think Jerry Birds uh, it's funny, they, they never recovered from that interception that uh, that Quay drops through in, in the first play, of the second yeah. half of the yeah. uh, Fall Cup uh, final. <laughs> and it's kind of got them in a rut a little bit here. But but I look at you know the dynamism some of these teams have brought, you know, um in division two. And as this page takes forever to load up, uh, classic FPF uh, webpage, as you know very well, Iggy as I try to open it up with uh, great uh, power speed I have on my internet um, still yeah, thinking forever yeah I don't, I don't here we go. slow the uh, page down anymore no no, by no, clicking no myself no. but you know son ticklers right they're they're powerful as an offense uh, they'll figure it out uh Stokes can put up numbers uh bless up we will put up numbers um, a mangoose again we talked about them before but running once will put up numbers so there are teams that can put up good numbers skill bees with with uh, with um, Oh my god, what's his face there? Uh the quarterback. Sentomo. Sentomo, yeah. I was thinking Nick Cuture has meant Nick Sentomo. <laughs> right. He'll will put up he'll put up, <laughs> he'll put Nick up Couture, numbers for the sure. The mocon right? of quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. He'll put up numbers for sure. So I, I think there's some really unique and that's why I'm gonna track that, and see how those numbers kind of fluctuate, right? Going here until the end of the season with the certain categories that we have for for FPF as well. All right, uh, on to Div 1, because I know we're being uh, – the night he goes asking us uh, the countdown. We have very min- very minimal time left here on the show. Mm-hmm. But let's uh, dive into it now for um, for Div 1. Is there a clear is there a picture on who is the best team in this division? I've talked about this with Dan Lazara.
1: I think this is the year where All-Stars and Braves – at least for the regular season are not your clear cut favorites. I think flag even Jamisons, not so much party crashers after seeing them play this past weekend, but mm-hmm. flag and Jamisons, they're looking very, very strong early out here in, in the first month of FPF. And I, there's just, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's a chink in the armor of all stars and Braves again for the regular
0: season. Yeah, I think the Braves are sort of like, get to the playoffs. We'll we'll yeah. we'll will get we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to May fifth and be in the finals. Okay, we don't care what we have to go up against. Because they play so many tournaments now, right? They are going to Florida and stuff, and and it's tough, right? Like they they can't get up for every game. And and I told you, I know you, you spoke about it last week, but like. You know, you're playing Flag sack, you're up by two scores. Uh, Flag sack already used their onside kick, but yet they end up winning yeah. by one at the end, right? Like, you can't it, lose that game. No, but they, I don't think they care, like, honestly, about where they yeah, want to. Yes. Play. They know. They, they could be the 10th seed. The, All right, cool. We'll see in a road show, right? But I think Flag sack has shown a lot, but I worry about their defense because they've given up a lot of points. I know they played most you know, more games than others. Um, I think you're right about All-Stars. I think they – but, you know, All-Stars kind of, remind me, uh, kind of remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs, right, where it was like, oh, the Chiefs, they're falling yeah. apart, you know, they're yeah. not going to make a big run of it. And then where they are now, then, they're playing for yeah. this Lombardi. I low, think they'll low, low, low. figure it out. It may not be the most dynamic, uh, cutting-edge offense that they once had, but Kevin Wyeth and these guys will figure it out, and they'll be in that conversation. Jameson's is the wild card in my books. I think, you know, for Jeff Rosenblatt, from where he was uh, back in the spring season, where he got to the finals for the first time in ever, could he take the next step in in his ascension as he as he puts an assault towards the uh, record books? So I think that's the team I'm looking out for. That at two and zero, they played the least amount of games amongst the top four, uh, top three teams in the division right now. But look, you got uh, brace coming up, which will be on Feb 7th next week. Yep. You got uh bless the following week and on the 17th. So that three game stretch will give us a much clearer idea. If they are going to be the number one or two seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Braves one's an
1: interesting one.
0: Yeah. They're, they're like the Spurs, man. They don't care. They're like whatever. Yeah. Get, get us, get us in the playoffs. We'll take care of the rest. Don't worry about that. That's what they yeah. are. Um, and two right now. Uh, Athletic Squad and FFN. So I've seen uh, AS play, bit disorganized. FFN, I'm not too sure about these guys. I think they, I think they would be a better Div Two team than they are Div One. Yeah. So who's gonna
1: get the first win?
0: First win.
1: I mean, I know the ATH Squad was down pretty big at the half against but but they made it a game, I think it was like a one possession game at the end of it, yeah, so and and I know you know you you it's not well documented, but you 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 hinted at Sachs defense uh letting up a lot of points, one of those teams was a t h squad jeans right. leah quarterback, man, he's good, so i I can see them squeaking out a win one or two here versus f f n You talk about disorganized for ATH. I see that disorganization more on FFN.
0: Yeah, I I think ATH squad has a better chance to get their first win over uh, than FFN does. I I think they play each other. Yeah, yeah, they will play each other for sure. But I just think FFN this—you know—it's a team that's your classic. We have athletes, but no quarterback, and we're gonna play street ball, which is which which means they're gonna play backyard football, run around, get open. That's what it is. And yeah, they're going to this- rely on their instincts to make plays on defense. Yeah. So the high risk, high reward with them. So yes, I think ET uh, yeah, squad yeah. will get their first one for sure. Yeah. Um, Party Crashers are in the top four, but by this weekend they will have played the most games, which will be five. So if they were to lose this weekend, Iggy, that would put them at one, three, and one. Mm-hmm. Would you kiss? Goodbye. the idea of them being a top four team in the playoffs?
1: If they lose to KGP?
0: Yes. I mean,
1: there's two ways to look at this. It's, one is look at the rest of their schedule. Blessed. 50-50. So like Sack, probably a loss. ATH mm-hmm. squad. They're the favorite, so let's say a win. Jameson's The underdog, let's say, loss, Braves, underdog loss. Right. So you're looking at three losses, a maybe, give them the win, and then another win. So two and three with a KGP loss that you're assuming. So four losses puts them at three, six, and one. Yeah, you. That's not good enough for top four, top five
0: seed. Yeah, I. I think if they lose this week to KGP. They're they're done for top three. Really? Yeah, because three losses, Iggy. Three losses, and you expect you to top three team. That's not going to happen.
1: No, 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 no. I'm 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 saying more about really. You think they'll lose to KGP? Yeah, I think so. I think it's can. possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think they're the favorite in that
0: game. If it is, it's very slim margins. Very I just margin. think
1: they have more defensive playmakers now than in their past seasons
0: and then KGB. Slim margins <laughs> I I'm fine with them right now. So anyway, I, I think if they do lose the, the top threes out, if they win, yes, they will yeah. keep their hopes alive, you know, but if they have three losses, no, top three's not gonna happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So two for one question to wrap it up. Div one, um, Alex and I could hit 60 touchdowns this season. And then his cohorts, Sam Nadopeus and Guillaume Paquet, both have ten touchdowns each, okay, so yeah. we'll go with the first question. Alex Nadopeus does he hit sixty tutties this year
1: yes, it's a it's a I love their running gun style, so does Peas. I remember it's yes, he's hitting
0: sixty, yes, over or at sixty.
1: Uh, what's he prorated at right now? Let's He's at see. sixty.
0: The pro, the, the pro. If you prorate, he'd be at sixty
1: divided by four.
0: Yeah, sixty.
1: Sixty. Mm, and what's the clip? It's six. Six yeah, per game. Six touchdowns per game. No, nah, he's gonna be right. I'm gonna push sixty. It's on the dot. Not more. Not less. Okay. Okay, I I think he hits
0: 55. You think there's going to be one off game? I think he will win the touchdown um, number this year. Yeah. But it won't be 60. I think it'll be 55. So, there's is it it one game
1: where, oh, well, mm.
0: Yeah, it just takes one game to to offset the course, right? So, I think he'll have a a game of five touchdowns.
1: I mean, he's... he had one he had one uh an off game against the jamesons that we yep. talked about where he had only two or three touchdowns um but he's been that means he's been putting up seven touchdowns in his other games right i i i i think he continues that streak and he hits sixty
0: i think 55 is where what he's gonna hit I think it's yeah. gonna it's gonna kind of calm down a little bit here in the in the cold winter month of February coming up.
1: And then what are we looking at receiver wise? So
0: Sam Nadopius Guillaume Paquette both have touched t- 10 touchdowns each, okay? Yeah. So will one both or none hit 20 receiving touchdowns? Sam nadopius is gonna hit 20. So is
1: Guillaume Paquette. They they're both gonna hit 20 touchdowns, they're both gonna have 500 uh yards or more. And they're both going to have 45 receptions.
0: Who wins receiver of the year then?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that would have to... um, You'd have to look at the converts to break that deadlock. And I think uh, Guillaume Paquette will will take it. Because he has four two-point converts and an extra point for one. So he's put up nine points... Whereas Sam has only put up three extra point
0: one converts, so three points on the board. Okay, so I'll break it down to you right now. I think Sam Ndorpew hits 20, and Giondorpew ha- finishes with 15. There's, there's no way they can keep up with this clip, Iggy. Like, I think so. I, I like, It would be amazing if two from the same team get 20 touchdowns each. That would be crazy. It would be wild, but I don't think they will do it. I think one will get it, but not both. KGP, Party Crashers, Maroons,
1: Royaume, blessed, and all-stars. I think they do it.
0: I don't think 220, so. No. 220 no. No. touchdown makers. No. Once you ask that question to Lazara when you have them next week? Yeah, I will. It, if afforded. they both have numbers, if they play next week, I'm not sure if they do or not, but if they do play and they put up some, some more touchdowns, ask Lazara that question. What's the ground you're on? Uh, hardwood
1: floor? Carpet. Uh, carpet.
0: Carpet. Carpet. Yeah. I, I think got you said maybe Thursday, that's Thursday why. morning I vacuum the house. Thursday morning vacuum, yeah, with the Dyson. Dyson is the best vacuum right now. In the market, it, it is. Yep, it's the best vacuum. Whole hard to vacuum cleaner. You know, and you got you got to change the filter every month, wash it every month. Yep, this thing you know. Okay, we're that's it for us. Stuff. Uh, so we're, we plan on doing it like a mega show with much more battery power. Uh, you know, it happens. You know, I didn't realize we were at the. Past that ex- expiration of the, of the battery here. But um, we'll do a mega show. We'll aim to do it at the end of each month, kind of do like a recap and have Iggy yeah. not together as one show. But we're going to continue with the Tuesday, Thursday format. Iggy will be in Florida this week. He'll be back next week for the Thursday show. I'll be back with the Tuesday show. And that's it. We'll uh, do that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I hear from uh, Call Me Audible.
1: Yes, Florida, sun.
0: Imagine where it's a
1: beach beach there's no beaches in Orlando uh
0: <laughs> magic words please there's swamp land though I don't uh, I don't do that mo uh good night Orlando magic and ask about crocodiles Either. and alligators do they beef like bloods and crips in the swamp lands of Orlando goodnight. I'll last just for you mo